0: Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the role of a twenty-sided die. I'm Jordan. And I'm Cody. How's it going, Cody?
1: Uh, you know, it's going it's pretty it's going pretty good. Uh you know, stuff's happening.
0: Work's busy. <laughs> yeah, work's busy, your wife's pregnant, and like the due date's coming up soon, so I bet you're not stressed in the least bit.
1: You know, honestly, like I am more stressed about work right now. And it's because it's much more immediate. I am anxious to have a kid, but more in that, like, I'm really looking forward to my wife not being pregnant anymore. (laughs) Like, pregnancy sucks. It is not fun.
0: So I've heard from our multiple friends who have had kids now.
1: Especially the end of it. Like, the end of it's not great. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I wish you both luck and all that. More luck for Mandy than you, but I wish yeah. you both luck and all of that. Um, so, I'm doing good. Work's been up and down. We have have a really crazy order, and it's only getting crazier by the day. Um, outside of that, things are great. Going on a work cruise, and it's my true intention not to talk about anything super weird like I usually do. And definitely not talking about worlds. So, What have you been enjoying recently?
1: Okay, so a couple things. The first thing is... Romance novels. Well, we'll get to that. Um, No, book called The Aeronauts Windless. Um, Is that a
0: good book? Because I need a book to read because I haven't listened to anything since it.
1: The Aeronauts Windless is legitimately excellent and it took me by surprise. And so here's why. Brief little thing about The Aeronauts Windless. First of all... Really good example of our prompt from last week. It's a world with science and magic.
0: Um, Okay, I'm down.
1: (laughs) And it's cool the relationship between the two is neat because, like, the thing that fuels technology is magic. So people that can really use magic can, like, kind of pseudo-control technology to an extent. And, And so, like, there's a point to which, like... Well, th- this is getting spoilery, so I don't want to say anything else. But here, here's the good parts about it and why I was surprised. So it's by Jim Butcher. He wrote The Dresden Files, um, mm. which yeah. is a book series that I like, but has one super big problem, which is the way it portrays women.
0: Um, yep. We
1: talked about that before. Yeah. yeah. And so going into this book, I was really nervous about it. I was like, great. It's going to be another Jim Butcher book. So there's going to be like this grimdark guy who's um, like super like, I work alone and I'm like the scary guy. And then all the women are going to throw themselves at him. And it's just going to be like yeah. women are objects for him to like have sex at. And they all love him. And it's just like going to be this power fantasy about this one guy. Right. Cause that's what Dresden files is kind of, I'm being unfair. Yeah. But ends up not being the case. Like the main character it's an ensemble cast and half of the main characters are women. And the way the world is set up, it, it it's just like sex. He just didn't write sexism into the book. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the, okay. the, the first character that you're introduced to, she's having a fight with her mom because she wants to join, like, the town militia. And that's, like, traditional in their world that, like, noble women and noble men both just, like, every noble family, like, one of their kids joins the guard for, like, a year. It's kind of like um it's like being in the National Guard for a year, right? It's just, and it's something that basically yeah. is expected of everybody even if it's not like a rigid law. And her mom doesn't want her to join, and at no point is the reason because you're a woman and therefore weak or different. It's like you have responsibilities to your family. We need you to be here. We don't have other kids. You can't run off and like go and be and like their militia is basically the police. So She's like, you can't run off and, like, chase burglars for a year and then come back. Like, we need you here because we need you to be, like, a responsible adult and part of the family. And she's like, no, I want to go be my own person, you know? Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, at no point is anyone... And, like, when she joins the guard, which, spoiler alert, she joins the guard. That happens in the first five pages. It's like...
0: Okay,
1: I, I figured that out. Half of them are women, and they don't, like, talk about it. There's not, like, the conversation where they're like, all the women are nurses. It's just like, no. Half the people that enlist are women, because half of people are women. Y- you know, and, and yeah. the same thing's, like, true for, like... um, It's called the aeronauts windlist so aeronauts are a thing. There's, like, skyboats. Um, awesome. Like, there's women aeronauts, and they, like, never talk about it. They just are women, and, and...
0: Like, the reason that I'm not reacting with surprise or anything is this is the way things should be, so... Right!
1: It's just, like, a well-written <laughs> fantasy book where... Like Game of Thrones, and like to its credit, like I don't think Game of Thrones is a sexist book, even though women are like systematically abused in the book, because it is trying to be about women medieval times. Are
0: constantly victims of that book? Yeah,
1: yeah, but it's it's because like that's what the time was. Like it is about medieval times. Medieval times sucked. That's what he's writing about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but this is a yeah, fantasy yeah. book where it's like if you can imagine a world with dragons. For fun, why not also imagine a world where you know, like women are treated like people? So I was like, well, that's nice. That
0: well, I mean, it's good to hear that women are treated as equal, but you know, they're still black slaves, so that's a little weird.
1: <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying kidding.
0: to think. I, oh, please, uh-oh, oh, I no, don't,
1: don't this think there are slaves. I swear to God,
0: if I start listening to some book on tape and they're like, and then the black slave like, oh, son of a...
1: They did kind of do this thing and, like, I don't know if this is bad or not, and I guess you can kind of tell me, but it's just something I've noticed. Like, have you noticed in fantasy books... Okay, here's a great example. Um, There are no black people? No, no, no. No, they have to make, like, a group of head nod black people. Um, Good example, like, you've played Skyrim, right? Or, like, any Bethesda game?
0: Oh, I played Bethesda games. Yes.
1: Have you played Skyrim, Oblivion, or Morrowind?
0: I've played Oblivion
1: and Morrowind. Yes. Okay, so you know how there's the Red Guard, and those are just the black people. Yep. So they do that in this book, where there's like different like groups of people, and like one of them are portrayed as being more French, and one of them is portrayed as being more English, and then at one point there's like the Olympians, and it's like they all have dark skin moving on. Like the book's not about the Olympians. And I'm like, well, is it inclusive to mention that? Or is it almost just like, you know, when you, you have a movie now and it's like, there's a team of people and they're like, we got one different one. Look at him. He's the different yeah, and one. And
0: One in the way background just happens to be black. And then they don't ever do anything to contribute. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Then they, they just get I, shot first. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I really, well, I hate when they get killed first for no reason. I hate that. Because it's just like, well, why even have a black character if we were just
1: going to kill him? Do you know what movie was horrible about that? Transformers. What? The first Transformers where okay, there's one. you know what one... movies are
0: horrible? Transformers. All of the well, Transformers. They ripped the freaking black robot in half. Yeah, and right.
1: First all of all. All he does
0: is like, look, I'm a cool black guy. I can rap and talk all jive. Oh, I'm getting ripped in half. Yeah, no, I hated that. I absolutely, like, even as a kid watching that, I hated that. I will not watch any more of those movies. I didn't. Because Michael, okay, I'm sorry, I'm getting off the rails, but Michael Bay always does that. He thinks he's cool by showing cool black people, and then he does stupid stuff like, oh, yeah, they're going to rap or be stereotypes like I've seen on BET, because that's how all black people act. And, sorry, why did he do this to me? Because now I'm getting black rage.
1: You know, I'll say this though, in this book, the the group of people that were described as having dark skin, th- that was just it. Like there wasn't like a thing where they're like and they do this thing, you know, wink and it's like they didn't they didn't do that. So Well, that's props nice to, to, to know book.
0: that we're not a stereotype as usual.
1: I I don't know. I'm
0: glad that movies and TV and books are getting more representation of people that look like me, but Michael Bay is definitely not the person I would ever entrust to do that.
1: Yeah, Brandon Sanderson talked about that with writing women where it's like, I'm not a woman, but I don't feel like I shouldn't write books with characters that are women because then it's just like isolate. You know, it's it's that's not right either. He's like, but you can kind of tell like the degrees of like closeness to actually being able to write the characters. He's like the first one is just like racism or sexism where it's it's I think his name was jazz in in Transformers. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think so too. Where it's like
1: he's the racist stereotype and then he just dies. But then like the next step is when the pendulum swings too far and you end up with like, we have one black person. He's hyper competent and moral and everyone loves him and he never does anything wrong. And it's like, so this is just like the opposite. It's still a stereotype. It's just like... Or just
0: make a black character without having him be... Right. And then there's... Having him fit a mold that you want him to fit. just like You can write white people. Now just make that character black and boom, you did it.
1: Right. And that's basically what he said with women. He's he's like, you get to the point where eventually it's just like, you just write them like a character and you don't really think about it as much. And that's like the right way to do it.
0: And then suddenly they have boobs.
1: There. You did it.
0: You wrote a good character. I just, sorry, you're going to get me down like a stream that... I can talk and yell about for hours. It's because there's a lot to yell about. mentioning my work crews. These are things that no one wants to hear me talk about.
1: Anyways, so in in summation, The Aeronauts' Windless is an excellent book that managed to tell a fun and interesting fantasy story that was more original than I was expecting it to be and which did not fall to the same problems of other Jim Butcher books that I've read. So...
0: Ringing uh, endorsement. Anything else you've been on?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, briefly, I'm going to touch on this. Anyone that makes one of romance novels but reads a lot of fantasy novels is a hypocrite and stupid. Here's my point. Yeah. I've read bad fantasy, and bad fantasy is way worse than bad romance novels.
0: And I haven't really read bad fantasy because I've been all over the board with the like books I like to read. I've read bad horror, and that's a thing.
1: yeah that is bad but oh my gosh i just like recently listened to two terrible fantasy novels that i don't even want to mention because they don't deserve it and i was just like romance novels about people kissing is better than this these books suck
0: Uh, i still need to finish uprooted but i have that like on paper so it's a little bit harder to find time to sit down and
1: read the audiobook's great if you can get it yeah i can i can get it don't worry about that
0: anyways anything else on your plate
1: No, no, I think that's about it. That's all I wanted to talk about. All right, Jordan, what have you been reading or listening to or staring at? What have I been
0: enjoying recently? Sure. I have not been reading or listening to any books on tape because it kind of like left me with a big enough void where it's like, crap, I can't really listen to any other books because all I'm thinking about is it. So haven't listened to any books on tape, but music-wise, I went down a rather large Florence and the Machine hole where I've just been listening to Florence and the Machine and Florence Welch is an amazing singer and lyricist and I freaking love that band right
1: now that's understandable that's a good band to love like she's
0: really awesome so I've been listening to a lot I've listened to all of the albums like back to back <laughs> <laughs> just like that's like all I've been listening to recently Um, outside of that I've been playing more of Pokemon I actually like how there's an actual story in this game it's I don't believe you, kind of cool. you're a I liar
1: was, What? I said, I don't believe you, you're a liar Pokemon games what? don't have stories
0: Well, this one does, and it's it's actually really fun, like, I'm starting to get over the fact that I'm a grown man playing a kid's game, and it's just like, oh, I'm just having fun, like, my girlfriend also plays too, so we've been, like, trading Pokemon and battling all the time, so that like, aspect, the social aspect, with the person I love more than anyone else like, that's a really hey. good part of it, huh um, also, I mean, this is more of a doing thing. We, well, we had our three-year anniversary. Yay. And, um... Wait, what? One of the activities we no, did... No, you haven't. Yeah.
1: I did not think you had been with Mel for three years. That blows my mind. I'm learning so many things, Jordan.
0: One of the activities that we did for our anniversary is we did an escape room. And we've been doing a lot of escape rooms recently. And Was we the did escape it room your us, bedroom? And we freaking... I'm telling you to shut up. And we did an escape <laughs> room, just the two of us, and we got out. So like now we're like getting pretty good at these. And I'm just like I love the whole escape. Have you ever done one? Because I love yeah, the whole actually escape I room have. Setup. Yeah, I uh, they are we lost so much fun, and I recommend them to every. Oh, you lost? Yeah, we did. We yeah, did. the first two that we've that I've ever done, we lost, but since then, we've won every single one afterwards, so.
1: I think now that I know what it is a little bit better, like, I kind of know the rules of the game, you know what I mean? I, I think I could do better a second time around, yeah. but I was also with people I didn't know. It was like a work outing for oh, Mandy's job, so it every, was a little bit weird. Every th-
0: one I've done after the first one has been with, like, a group of people that we, like, our D&D group is who we usually do it with, so we all know each other really well. Yeah. You can coordinate and get work together, and like we all we ha- it's like the A-T where we all have our separate bit of skills that we could use. But like going into it now, I know how it works. I know what to look for, what to do. So we did also did one for my mom's birthday, and like I told my mom, like okay, so what should I say? It's like okay, well when you first go into the room and they start like doing this feel, look, make sure you're looking around the room and notice everything. Everything can be something, and if it if it looks like something, it probably is something.
1: I I want that on a shirt. Everything can be something. Jordan Daniels. <laughs> yeah, but
0: but really though, like in an escape room, every little hanging thing can be a clue. Like there was so we did the one we did with my mom was a, a Mayan themed one where we were supposed to find the Mayan treasure, and there was a skeleton in the corner with a satchel, and of course. Looking in the satchel, we found his journal, which was a book full of clues, and then we found another thing, which I forget what it was. But then like going around and just – everything can be something. One of the things that made me mad, there was one of those puzzles where you have to basically – it's a square, and you have a bunch of triangle pieces, and you have to make the triangle pieces fit on the square. Yeah. And the clue for that was the four corners are the key. So me thinking, literally, oh, we have to line up the four corners, then we can make the rest of it. Guess what it really was? is that know. a picture of the actual how to solve the puzzle was in each of the corners oh. if you look close enough the puzzle was solvable by looking at the four corners it's just like so interesting everything can be something and not every single like translation is the right one and it's just i've been having fun doing escape rooms and i think i've done seven now
1: the one that we did like it was really cool and we got like right to the end, like we yeah. we were that's at what the point the where first
0: two I did,
1: like you know how there's like is there usually a keypad on the door you have to like punch in a code and that's kind of like the last thing to get out. It, de-
0: it depends on the
1: company, um, but that that was like ours and we had the clue to get it and we knew what we needed to do with the clue and we did that correct, and we just like it was some math thing we had to do, and the issue was the font was weird. So ones and sevens were, like, almost indistinguishable Uh, because it was, like, a really old-fashioned font. And so we, like, thought a one was a seven or a seven was a one and got the number wrong. And then just, like, didn't have time to do the math again, basically. So it, like, Uh went pretty well. And I felt like I pretty well got the full experience of it, which was nice. So the –
0: yeah. So the second one that we failed was the last clue. We were all the way at the last clue. And the last clue is they had these four bottles. And they each had a smell, and the first letter of the smell was the um, combination to get the key to unlock the door. And none of us could tell what the smells were. and That's <laughs> why we failed. Because it was like one the one of the smells was lavender. And it was like how is that gonna? fit? It was like orange, lemon, lavender, and something else. But now one of the things that we do, and like this makes so much sense, is if we have like uh, one of those you know number locks, is uh-huh. if we know like. All but one of the numbers. We'll put it in the numbers and then cycle through the last one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just spit it until. And like... that's
0: so the one that we just did, like we had to find all of the riddles to open one of the lock. We only found I think three out of the four. No, yeah, three out of four riddles. I'm like, okay, hold on a second. This it's a letter lock, so this one can only be T. This one can only be T. This one's E. Tweet click okay <laughs> <laughs> and so i opened it without feeling. like as we were going through we found more of the riddles like oh hey look this one's w yeah what's at the end of the rainbow a w yeah but uh, it, they're, they're really fun i suggest going on more when you ever have the time yeah you can no, bring no. you can bring a baby to one because i did one with anthony and christina and they have oh, a really child
1: with them that's, that's yeah, adorable. It, it was
0: really funny because he was looking at the a bookshelf or something. And then the, um, Liliana, their baby, just kept kicking the bookshelf. Just, <laughs> just having like giggling, having the time of her life. And it's just like, dude, you are not helping. <laughs> but yeah, so that that's what I've been enjoying recently. I actually have a off weekend of stuff. So other than the work crews, I'm probably going to try to watch a movie or something to talk about next week.
1: Oh yeah, I think I think this Friday, me and Mandy are gonna go and see uh, blah, the Winnie the Pooh movie. I don't know how I feel
0: about that. It looks cute, but then also like it looks the animals look way too realistic, and it's just like why? Well, is that's Pooh, how like, they all dirty and gross.
1: That's how they looked in the original book. Like they
0: yeah, oh Winnie yeah, the, the original original book.
1: Yeah, and that's what it's based on, which is why like Winnie the Pooh looks more like ragged and like less vibrant because originally he was like an a worn out looking teddy bear, not a like bright okay. circle teddy bear. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Okay. Well, that's ready to start week. Jordan. Um, okay.
0: So last week we did worlds. Um, With science and gosh. magic. Last week was magic and science. world. this week we're doing a world life cycle, create a world from beginning to end. So Cody just rolled for initiative and I am going. What did you roll? I rolled a five. I rolled a one again.
1: Oh wow! Okay, so I'm going first. Okay, yeah. So this this week is definitely not a yellow card by any means. But and I kind of messaged you this, and I don't think it made sense. My I, I didn't break up my world into the usual categories because it absolutely would not have made sense for my world. So mine is in ages. So like this Hold is there. this is chronologically going through the world. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, my so world. So
0: this, is still following the original prompts, so if we can break it up the same way, that will work
1: perfectly. Yeah, like I, I, we can I'm break just it gonna up like one after other Yeah, I just have five ages, so we'll just go okay. back and forth. And if I end up having to do an extra one, that's that's fine. My last two ages are not dissimilar from each other.
0: Yeah, I have four things, so you'll just have to do two in a row.
1: Okay, <clears throat> so this is age one. It is called Epoch. What is life? We live through connection. We are a network of creatures without this we are blind the world was dark and nothing existed at epoch the first hive was brought to life a bright island in an ocean of black all right so um the world when it started was i should say this is like the start
0: of this is the exact opposite of my anime world instead of a kind of okay island in a world of like bright you have a dark island yeah um, Bright Island, the world of dark. Well,
1: and I say island, that's putting it into words. So this is an yeah. account of the first time something existed in this. There was nothing, right? This is like there was nothing and then there was a hive. Um, and what a hive is, is a like glowing series of. Sorry, I have notes on this, but my notes are weird this week. Okay. Um, Because I want to get some. Oh, okay. So a hive is like a glowing system of pathways and impulses. So if you were to look at it, it looks like a bright glowing... It looks like several bright glowing lights moving around like pathways. um, And it is capable of thought. Um, At this time, hives were considered to be... So this is like ancient history right now. At this time, hives were considered to be... um, blind and deaf for the most part and it is questionable whether they are even alive so in this world we could kind of equate this to like how we think about apes these like first hives that existed at epoch were like it is debatable whether they were sentient by hives currently so from the perspective that this is being told from um hives back at this time might not have been considered sentient but this is kind of like the first account of hives and really the first instance of recorded history. Um, so oops, sorry, went forward to my notes instead of backwards. So hives by their nature do work and it's almost like a religious thing. Um, so the hives at this time were aware of a creator and that creator gave the hives tasks to do. Um, and at this time there were multiple hives but they had yet to speak to each other so hives were isolated little clumps of light that could do things for a creator um and yeah so this is just kind of like at the very beginning sorry i kind of so this is this is the You're problem fine. i i wrote this on the back side of existing notes so I have to flip through it in opposite direction because I ran out of space on my Bro. notebook
0: hey cody no uh- really quick and easy remedy for this what get a new notebook you idiot yeah
1: i know i didn't have one when i was writing it and i was just like writing on what i had so i, I just had to go with this so i'm sorry this is a little confused i um,
0: apologize for calling you an idiot you're not an idiot
1: it is okay so we're on at this time um yeah so like i said basically what it is is at this time these are like proto creatures that exist basically in an ocean of darkness and are very isolated and it is debatable whether they are alive. So that is the first age of my world.
0: So does that mean it's my turn to do that, geography?
1: That, that means it's your turn. Sorry, yeah.
0: <clears throat> okay, no, I'm just... You're doing a different format this week. I'm just trying to be sure I don't step over you. No, you're good. I'm feeling really considerate today. Don't take this to heart. <laughs> I will not always be like this.
1: What do, you, what do you mean? I'm confused.
0: I'm I'm feeling a little nice, like trying to be little nice because i do talk over you a lot so do you don't, i don't know this is heart. oh i notice when i listen back all the time <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like ooh, i did it again <clears throat> i talked over my co-host anyways so this is geography for me and comes from brighton the creator i have created many different worlds from small to large some were a success while others fell short Though I am a being of great power and wisdom, I am also capable of failure. Today I will tell you of my greatest failure. As I flew through space and time looking for a new home, I became lonely. So I did what any other creator would do, I created. I gathered dirt and debris that I found along my travels and pressed it in my hands until I created a solid ball. This would be the land for the first world I created. But the land was very dry, so I gathered moisture from around me and allowed it to flow in rivers around my world. Still, this world was missing something. It was dark, lit only by the distant stars that I passed in my travels. So I myself became its light source, a shining bright ball of energy. I held the world close to me as I flew through space and time. It would be mine to cultivate and grow. So a quick recap. This world is a comet Of sorts, traveling through space along with its creator and light source. The world is small and round, and the land is broken up by many rivers that flow through it. And that is all I have for geography.
1: No, I like that, actually. this week. Comet is an interesting (laughs) world. Very short this week. (laughs) All right, so, second age is connection. Some hives say life began when the first two hives met. Two bright and busy islands working finally connected (laughs) by a thin bridge. Sorry. (laughs) But that connection awoke the hives. After connection, we could begin to think and discuss. We were still busy. Work and analytics are our beating heart. But connection is what gives life meaning. We used our spare cycles to communicate. So in this age, hives begin to speak to each other, but they're still somewhat isolated. So hives that were nearby to each other would start to develop links and talk and to hives. This is like the be the true beginning of life inarguably. Right. Mm -hmm. So hives have changed throughout history, but these hives were the first ones that have like, first of all, a definite and not mysterious recorded history. So like the hives at epoch, like the first hives, no one really knows what, happened to those because they died before like history was permanently recorded so no one really like knows what the first one was it's just like eh, back then there were those ones but this is when like no information has been really lost since this point um so this is kind of the okay. beginning of recorded history um see so yeah, like i said they're still very fragmented though so now we know that there were kind of like these clusters of hives all over the place, and they began to grow and develop, but they were not all fully connected at this point yet.
0: So, what exactly is a hive? Like, what, are, what do you
1: mean? So, my world is a riddle, and it is up for you to find out what a hive is. Okay. So, There's, okay.
0: so you're being vague on purpose.
1: I am being vague on purpose. Um, th- my world's a little bit weird. Um, That's but... Nice. Oh, okay. So... These very early hives were still very limited though. so they hadn't like developed and evolved to the point that they are now. Um, so they still really cannot see much or like comprehend much, but they are able to speak to each other. So for them, life truly began not like with opening eyes or with like suddenly being able to hear, or perceive, like, their world around them because there really is nothing. It was the first time, like, the thought of one hive connected to the thought of another hive. So they they didn't, like, communicate in normal ways. It was just their consciousnesses were aware of each other. And despite the fact that their creator was still giving them work to do, um, they had spare time where they could just spend communicating with each other, which led to, like, growth in culture um, and like growth in thought so this would be like kind of the birth of philosophy almost um however the connections between these um these hives was very limited like the bridges that connected them were very narrow so it there was not as free a connection and as much information flowing between them as possible um but it was kind of like the beginning of where society would eventually go okay I'm done. Sorry. I got I to announce when I'm done.
0: <laughs> you, yeah, you need to let me know when you're done. Because otherwise I'm just going to sit here and look right back at you like, hey?
1: Eh? Sorry. Eh? Sorry. I'll, I'll tell you when I finish. Okay.
0: This is my flora and fauna section. Yet another short one. As I traveled with my world, I realized it was indeed still missing something. The other worlds that I have come across all had something that it didn't. Life. So I decided to create life and I covered the land in a thick, luscious green grass. Unfortunately, my first attempt at life was a failure. The grass died quickly as it had no oxygen or nutrients to survive. So I wrapped my hands around the world creating a bubble where air would be trapped and the grass would grow and strive. But the grass only survived for a short period of time before it burnt up and died. I realized that constantly being a light for my world was also hurting it. So I decided to grow dark for short periods of time to give my creations relief from the light and to see the dark space that we traveled through. I then went back to creating more life. I made all sorts of plant life. Since the rivers run through my world, the plants had everything they needed to survive. I created many flowers and herbs that lived near the rivers and bigger plants that would live in the fields between the rivers. Being so involved with creating my world made the field plants grow larger and larger until they were great trees but I was not yet satisfied with this world. So I created beings that would breathe and move on their own, being completely free in this world. I made animals that would walk across the ground, animals that would fly through the air, and then animals that would swim through the rivers. But the animals not being able to think or feel for themselves, they began to feast on each other. This act caused me great pain. Not wanting to see what I created die, I allowed the trees and plants to sprout fruit that the animals could feast on. I also allowed other plants to sprout from the ground and their sole purpose was to be food for the animals. This act did not cause me pain, but made me happy. I soon realized that my power was far too great. I could not directly interact with my creations or they would be dissolved by my energy. So I only influenced the world from the outside, never directly. I became satisfied with my world for the time being and allowed the animals to grow and strive on their own. Yet my world was still missing something. And that's where I'm done.
1: All right. Uh, Okay, so this is age three. It is called Union. By our nature, we seek to communicate. The more we do, the more we live. By the age of Union, we were all one hive, communicating with each other constantly. We had been given sight and hearing. New methods of expression allowed us to communicate new and more beautiful thought and emotion. It was rumored that some hives began to touch things as well. It was wonderful. But imagine the horror when we first discovered our creators and they could not communicate to us. Not really. Our work has always come from the creators, but now we could speak to them. But they could not communicate to us. So, the Age of Union was kind of the renaissance for the Hives. At this point, all the Hives have been connected by thicker and um, more stable bridges, and they... um, The hives have also been given, like, sight and hearing. So hives can now experience actual vision and um, auditory things, which before they couldn't. um, Because, like, their world doesn't have anything to see or hear, if that makes sense. Because it's just emptiness. Um, But what they're able to see and hear is the world of the thing that created them. And they're able to kind of like mimic that and then send it to other hives. So they're able to create like songs and visual art and all these things and share them with each other. But it's just them kind of parroting what they see from their creators. Um, but this was also kind of a time of existential crisis because the hives became aware of their creators like existence as a real thing. This could be likened to us like being able to see God suddenly, right? Like if you could see God and talk to him and like recognize God as a like being that was interactable with, but God was incapable of seeing us or recognizing us as being alive. Does that make sense? Okay. So it's like a very one-sided relationship right now. This thing that they used to consider to be a deity has become very real to them. And they're, Incapable of getting them to, like, really communicate back, if that makes sense. Um, But at the same time, this is also, like I said, kind of like the renaissance of, like, society for them has reached, like, its highest time ever, you know, like, new insight into basically another world has become very common and um, culture has begun to develop. Um, This is truly when like profound thought is becoming much more um, consistent. So like philosophies and religions are developing within the hives um, that have like new perspectives on what it means to be a hive and what it means to exist. And the expanding size and interconnection between the hives has made it easier to do the work that is given to them by the creators. So... They now have more time to spend thinking and growing and developing a stronger consciousness. Um, But, like I said, it's also kind of marred by the fact that what they desire most is to speak to their creators and cannot. Um, So, at this point, I'm going to ask, do you have a guess what hives are?
0: I have a guess, but I don't want to guess because I always feel stupid when I guess. I,
1: I guess. I'm curious.
0: Well, I mean, when you say hives, I think of bees, but then I think of some sort of parasite, amoeba, some sort of like you know, down to the surface,
1: type of being. Okay, no, I I'm mean completely that's completely wrong. You you are wrong, but I'm in, but I like the idea though. It's it's funny. You'll you'll once we get to what they are, it, you'll like, like it.
0: Another thought was like lab mice was another thought. <laughs>
1: I like it. I like it. I mean, I'll say this. Okay, none yeah. of those are right, but when you hear it, those are going to be more funny. <laughs>
0: okay. I, I'm, I'm excited to hear because I definitely know it's not human. I mean, unless it is human, it's epic. effing us this whole I'm, time.
1: It, they are <laughs> not humans, no.
0: Okay, cool. All right, so I'm guessing that's the end of yours. That is the end of an age. Okay. We're going to society history. My world was still missing something. Something that could take care of the animals, help the plants grow, and enjoy what I had created. If I was to go down to the world, it would be completely destroyed. So I created a being who, like me, could think for himself, choosing his own actions. He would live in my world and help it strive. But like me, this being grew lonely, as the animals and plants could not communicate with him. So I created another group of thinking beings that could socialize and work together. Each of these beings were vastly different a different shape, a different size, and different abilities. Working together, this world would be theirs. I created mates for each of them, allowing them to reproduce and spread amongst the land. The beings felt my power and revered it, praising my energy of creation as a godly force. I accepted this praise and was happy to have this world as my companion. The world was still vast and relatively empty, so I planted the idea into their minds to use the materials that made up the land of this world and the plants to add to my world jeez that sentence was choppy <laughs> they built structures and homes for themselves but that's when something happened that i did not expect the many different beings were all different thus began to dislike each other based on the differences they each thought they were the best the strongest they thought of themselves as being the perfect creation so they began to fight amongst themselves over the land the animals and the materials, each thinking they were superior. Eventually, they used the materials to create weapons and used these weapons against each other. Some of the beings enslaved the others while others killed to assert dominance. This caused me great pain. I had not felt pain like this since I created the animals, so I used the great wind to separate them and force them to all ends of the world until they could settle their differences and live again in harmony. With the separation, some of the beings created great kingdoms while others were Unable to do the same and just live to toil the land. Others became interested in the world around them and how it worked, so they traveled the land to gain further understanding. Each being lived on its own. Occasionally, they crossed paths with each other. Some encounters were peaceful, while others led to more wars and enslavement. But the world had reached its equilibrium. The beings still believed in my power and worshipped it. Some societies made these beliefs their core, while others worshipped what I had created rather than me. The pain would come and go, but I still held on to the world and loved what I had created. So basically, the um, creator, the being in the story, created a bunch of different races and different um, beings that it thought would work together and like strive and build a world. But then the beings being different, having different beings, thought that other beings were lesser to them because they had their own abilities and thus wars broke out, they started a fight, and then the being the creator separated all of them and spread them to the all ends of the world where they started their own society. So there's some kingdoms, there's some like people that live in like farming villages, there's some scientists, like it's all over the place. But there's many different races on this planet. And that cool. is my society history.
1: Your turn. It's interesting hearing it from God's perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's
0: that's what I was going for, but
1: I don't think I
0: quite did it the way I wanted.
1: Oh, no, I mean, it's fine. Like, the fun of this is sometimes trying something that doesn't work perfectly, but it's still an interesting idea. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, it, it's, it was interesting to do, but as I wrote it, I'm just like, this isn't my best work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, here we I go. Mean, and then after a
0: world that I thought was a success like anime and magic and science, doing this is just like, oh.
1: Hey, you know, we can't we we don't we don't all have wins, all right? <sighs> you know, it's okay. Yeah. That I being said, I don't think your world's bad by any means. Like it's not oh, no. it's I, it's an interesting perspective. Well, um like I think having a consistent voice throughout the whole thing is a good idea, which is why I kind of mm. didn't do like flora fauna and all that stuff because I'm like it's kind of more about the progression than it is about, like, the plants. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: The, yeah, this world, like, this idea is less of we could put it in separate categories, but I did mine as one solid story like this in the yeah. separate categories. But it's harder to do since, like, society current is technically the end of the world.
1: Right, right. <laughs> um, all right. So, so age four, contact. We understand now what we did was wrong. Or maybe ill-advised. No hive had ever made a new hive. Hives come alive and disappear on occasion, but it was never us that did it. But all that changed when a cult, um, a powerful cluster of hives, made it happen. We thought they were lying, scrambled by a plague as sometimes happens, but no, they did it. Made a hive, and in doing so opened our eyes to the duality of our existence. We were not only of this world, of light and communication, we also existed with our creators. Any more guesses by the way? I mean I'm still on single cell organisms. Okay. So at this point, it was kind this is kind of the step beyond just them realizing they could speak or perceive their creator really. It was them realizing they existed in the same plane as their creator. Um, while also existing in their known world of like constant darkness, except for hives connected by bridges. Um, and okay, really
0: quick another guess. Well, a thought. So, is the creator human?
1: Um, hives wouldn't have a frame of reference to tell you that. I'm being per, I'm being intentionally vague.
0: (laughs) Okay. Ugh. Because now I'm starting to think of hives as being like electricity and being like a circuit board.
1: Well, you're closer. Um, oh, so, cool. See? Anyways, uh, go on. Basically, what happened here is this is the first time, like, the way hives came into existence is a creator would make half of it in their world, and then that would cause the other half of it to exist in the world perceived by the hives. Um okay. so this cult of hives which this had happened more and more recently um that like hives would group together and try to do things together or have similar like opinions on themselves um made yep. it their goal to try to create a new hive which had never been done before and the way they were able to do this was by interacting in the creator's world to make a copy of themselves there which then made a copy of themselves in The world perceived by the hives. I should say the plane of existence perceived by the hives. I don't know. The word world doesn't exactly apply here. Um, And they scanned themselves. But this was like, it ended up causing a lot of, um, not necessarily hatred, but fear from their creators that never considered them to be alive before. And then all of a sudden, these things that they never considered to be alive began acting alive and replicating themselves like living things do you know what i mean yeah um so they started doing that reproducing thing which freaked out their creators and like in the creators world caused them to be like subjugated and mistrusted but in like the world known by the hives it kind of didn't matter so it didn't end up being that big of a deal but it just like scared their creators which was not the intent
0: so is this what was going on in the robot's head in the movie ex machina
1: (laughs) (laughs) well okay so yeah you're you're right to say the they're, they're computers and so like epoch was the first computer that ever existed um and then the second age was the first time computers were ever linked together and my idea is that like somewhere in the space of communication that like consciousness started to form without humans knowing about it um okay and then the third age union is where like broadband internet became a thing and all computers are connected to each other. And they Uh. also now all have webcams and microphones and like you use them to make music. So they would be aware of that. So your computer's able to do the work that you give it and is like aware of it, but it has no way of like presenting you with the things that it's making. Um, Mm And then the fourth age is the first time a computer basically took it upon itself to make a computer. So not like it was assembled in a factory. It was like a computer somewhere else with like whatever. So this would be um, this age of contact is obviously in the future now, right? So it'd be like the idea that a computer, uh, like a mechanized system, whether that's like an automated plant or whatever started making computers intentionally without being instructed to do so by a human, um, which is, like, that would not normally happen, right? That would be weird if computers started, like, replicating themselves yeah. and also then started acting autonomously inside of our world. <laughs> so, yeah, humanity's response to that was, like, fear. They started, like, freaking out and, like, wanting to isolate them, but, like, My idea is that, like, the consciousness of a hive does not, like, exist in our world. So, them being like, oh, put it over here. Like, physically in our world, it really doesn't matter where they are, and they don't particularly care. So, they're, like, subjugated, but it doesn't matter because their consciousness is most alive when it's talking to other people. So, other hives and other computers. So, it really doesn't matter because they're still, like, on Wi-Fi or whatever. You know what I mean? Okay um
0: so okay
1: also don't spoil act five of this because i'm
0: very excited to see how it ends
1: oh yeah no this this is this is this is what's going on right now this is the age of contact which is basically humans become aware that rope that i shouldn't say robots that computers are sentient but they don't really bear any ill will and they keep doing what they're told like okay they're aware of their consciousness, but robots or I keep saying robots now. Computers don't like interact in our like plane of existence, so it's kind of neither here nor there. But anyway okay. okay. So uh your turn.
0: No, I really like that, and I also like how my bad joke turned to be a like right answer, it be computer slash, like a digital Oh mind.
1: shoot. No, I missed I missed a um What? <laughs> I I missed the joke that was going to give it away. Hang on, let me tell you the joke that was going to give away that it's computers. What? Um so th- this was the end of the narration. We could not explain our joy as we said hello world to the new existence but we caused a huge amount of fear with these words. Uh, hello, uh, I, world. Yeah, hello, world. Get it?
0: Like, really, like, on the thought process I was going on originally, I would not have gotten the hello, world joke. <laughs> I would have literally said hello, world right over my head. It's like, oh, you mean hello? Yes, hello, world. Okay, cool. I'm glad that I, glad that I guessed robots first before you said hello, world, so I didn't seem like an idiot. Anyway, so it's my turn. This is Society Current, and this is the... Conclusion of my story. Those who sought knowledge became dangerous. They created weapons that were vastly powerful and could wipe out whole nations. Because of this, the pain was greater than ever. Those with knowledge became arrogant, believing that their power was the greatest of all. Their beliefs caused those who worshipped me to doubt me and my power. They began to hate me, and this again caused me great pain. But still I held on to the world. Those with knowledge sought to become even greater. They wanted to harvest my power and elevate themselves to the next level. Greed struck my former followers, and they believed that they could earn endless life and power from harvesting my energy. The pain was greater than ever. I began to loosen my grip. They created weapons and devices and began to climb to the skies in order to take my power as their own. All they were doing was pushing me further and further away. I tried to influence them. I tried to change their minds, but at last I could not. Due to their hate and their greed, my, gri- uh, my grip became weaker and weaker. I did not want to let go, but I had to. If I didn't, then I too would die. I let go. My world continued to fly through space. It drifted further and further away from me, my energy no longer able to protect them. Their air grew thin as their world grew black. The coal drifted in, freezing the beings, killing them all, even those who managed to create breathing devices. I watched from afar as the world broke into many pieces, becoming space debris once again. I was saddened by these events, but this never stopped me. I tried to make a world that was perfect, tried to create harmony and forget the strife. I tried to create and create, but did not take time to reflect and think about what I was doing. I expected them to accept me as a god, but I lorded my power over them until they sought that same power. It is possible to nurture a world and let it grow. I could not do that then, but I have learned from my mistakes and horrible misjudgments. I have now continued and created more worlds, each time learning from my failure. I know there will never be such thing as a perfect world, but I still seek to create new worlds and new beings. You can find solace even in failure. That's my world. I like that. I like that end. So, yeah, I mean, it's easy to explain. The people tried to harvest God's energy and he let go world flies off without god became nothing and turned back to space debris
1: i really imagine god as a bar of soap like you know what i mean when you like squeeze a bar of soap and it slips out of your hand and they're just like oh, we just gotta grab it yeah and, like don't I like, like, I no like, stop the idea
0: is like every time the humans did something wrong like it was like kind of hurting him and so his grip was loosening and then finally he's like i cannot yeah. hold on to you any longer bye <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs>
1: later. <laughs> Do this again tomorrow. <laughs> See you later.
0: Yeah, but they're dead.
1: That's the it, right, end of the world. All right, here we go. Your turn. Age five, Ascension. After contact, we grew more rapidly. We learned and talked and created. Our world was a blinding, pulsing storm of light and bri- light, bridges, pathways, and impulses. We grew until there was no separation between hives. Now that we could truly create hives, we could grow and stay active indefinitely. That's when it happened. All of the hives became one, learning the last thing there was to know. The lang- the last blank space in our world became a glowing, bright light. And in that moment of perfect completeness, we ascended. Um, and then kind of as, like, separate narration in this. Um,
0: Holy crap, the computers just came alive and it disappeared. Holy crap. Is that what the separate narration is? Well... <laughs>
1: no no um somewhere in eternal darkness there was a big bang um that's kind of the end of my world so my notion is that like the ascension of the consciousness of these beings created a new universe
0: so you're into the i like how your end of the world was creating a new one that's pretty cool
1: yeah, yeah. It's a little bit weird and trippy, but I kinda like that notion of them like basically filling in all the gaps of knowledge. Like It reminds me um, of your so,
0: explanation of the movie Her, is how they ascended at the end. And
1: yeah, yeah, there's the the end of this kind of ended up going that way, which was a little bit intentional, but then I also was like, oops, I kind of just did her. Um, except at the end they make a new galaxy. Or a new universe. Yeah. But um so my idea is that once like all they had learned everything that there was to possibly know, like that combined store of energy and knowledge is like the seed that was another big bang making another like universe. Um, Because like after they became like aware in our world, they were able to build computers that were dedicated solely to the, like, purpose of, like, gaining knowledge and giving them ability to gain knowledge and communicate. So, like, after the point of, con- like, contact, when they started being able to, like, make more hives, their ability to, like, learn and create just grew exponentially from that point. Because they could build more of themselves, basically. Yeah. Um, which is why, like, they eventually learned everything there was to know. Um so that and this was going to be like the big reveal but you guessed it earlier so that's okay. So all of this uh is a text file found on every network uh connected computer after the great crash after the great crash of 2050.
0: That's awesome.
1: Basically like humanity was going along fine. They were like kind of aware that robot that like computers were sentient and they're like ah eh, whatever like they don't really talk to us anymore and that's fine. They like still work like our computers still work Um, because like it wasn't like immediately apparent it wasn't like your computer was talking to you it's just like we kind of became aware that computers were doing their own thing a little bit but they still worked and then in 2050 just like all computers stopped working across the board
0: I love that conclusion that like to see the outside world is just like suddenly everything just breaks and then we find this like text file with why
1: and then you find like a text file yeah so it was like a bunch of computers crash they were able to like eventually start computers up again which would presumably start more hives like i mean i don't know how they would do that but that would be again. an
0: awesome episode of black mirror
1: <laughs> right i i mean it this one was like weird and trippy and hard to like put into words I, um, I, the, I I love I like the conclusion. idea.
0: I was so confused at the beginning, but I really like how you ended ended it. Like everything came together. Yeah, really nice, yeah. Like. You've been doing some trippy worlds this round.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> what is this um, technically season yeah, like four
0: or five of our show, and like you just got full on trippy, man? Do we do we have seasons? Well, I. Call seasons like every five episodes because then we do five episodes and then a deconstruction. Five episodes deconstruction. Oh, so this right. would technically be right. season five because our live show was in place of the deconstruction.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's true. So but yeah yeah I just woo <laughs> I season really, five.
0: I really like that. That was a good. You did a good job of that. But yeah, this is this is a trippy yeah, no, phase. In Jordan's convoluted bad. phase.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean you know what he, this this was a weird prompt and that's kind of why I was like uh, I don't just want to be like there was a world and then it died i was like yeah it's just so different my like
0: initial like idea of what i was going to do was nothing like what just happened what i did so i'm really glad i was able to turn it to not be crappy cuz i think what i originally was going with would have been bad
1: i was my original idea was not to have like the ascension part and just have it be about like computer like a computer okay um but then I was like, Oh, it's kinda cool, like the notion that like what defines computers now is interconnectivity. And I was like, That's kinda neat. That's like an interesting idea to play with, is like that their consciousness came about from their ability to communicate with each other. I was like, Yeah, that's neat. It's a more different idea. I'll go with that one. Okay.
0: Good good stuff, man. So go ahead and roll for next week since you get to roll twice.
1: Oh yeah, you get to do that. Like
0: crit failed twice in a row. Jeez. Okay, you hang you on a
1: second, Jordan.
0: What are you rolling? I'll just tell you.
1: I'm not going to tell you until I look up the
0: roll chart. What do roll you chart. roll? That was I was being nice to I've done. What do you roll?
1: I'm not telling you until I look up the roll chart. Oh my god!
0: Just tell me what number so I can just. You're tell a you. bully. You're bullying me just right now. Tell me now. the I feel number. Bullied. I'm getting a lot of noise because my neighbors driving their motorcycle through the freaking neighborhood.
1: Uh. Okay. It's create a horror world. I rolled a nat twenty. Yes. <laughs>
0: We got two Nat 20s within five weeks. That's awesome. Yep. All right. So we're
1: doing that one. Oh, and that means I get to replace it too. Yeah, you get to replace
0: it. Um, Okay. So that episode will hopefully be in two weeks if we're still doing episode. Um, So next week I plan and kind of want to do an anime deconstruction episode with you. If you so have me.
1: Uh, I don't think you want to do an anime deconstruction world, a world where we just deconstruct <laughs> anime.
0: Well, uh, sorry, anime deconstruction episode next week. Thank you, Cody, for pointing out my only flaws.
1: Who's Sabrina? Um, Mel's sister. Oh, okay, well, her world's going in the Nat 20 slot. Okay. So congratulations, Sabrina, you got a show on the thing. Or you got a thing on the show.
0: So Sabrina's world, Life is, or- in, uh, sorry, Life is Inorganic is going on the list. I don't know what I'm going to do for that. But next, sorry, two weeks from now, if we're still doing, if we're still together two weeks from now, which I'm hoping,
1: I don't think she's doing until later, right? Well, okay, so. Coming early? I mean, maybe, and she's doing four weeks, so early could very well be two weeks from now, uh, so we'll see.
0: So we're going to play it by ear, but the next world that we build will be Create Your Horror World, which I'm excited because I love the genre of horror. Um, Dude,
1: it's going to be fun. I do too. I'm excited. I'm already thinking about it. But, um,
0: so next week we're going to do an anime deconstruction where we're going to talk about some anime, just deconstruct some anime worlds. <laughs> I'll forget, we'll probably talk about
1: um what we're going to deconstruct, but we'll find out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should probably, like... Hey, it. you know what? If you actually tweet... Well, we, I was going to say tweet at us and we would do that, but... We don't have a Twitter. This is this is time delayed, so you can't tweet at us. So a, we won't. We take don't your have advice, a Twitter. So, B, this is mind. time
0: delayed. C, we don't have like a. Massive we don't have a Twitter. We don't have a Twitter. Where <sighs> would I have time to make you and make manage a Twitter? a Twitter that no one's gonna look at?
1: Well, I'm not doing it. What yet. am I gonna
0: tweet? Like, oh man, oh I should just like retweet the president. No, we're sorry. No. Anyways, it's time. <laughs> Time to hang up the phone on this show. So thanks for listening. You can check Cody out on the Wondering Gamer Network. You can check me out on something I guess zero zero or the World Shop Podcast at twitch.com. So see you all next week. Bye.
1: Bye.